Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of High Character. The playoffs are upon us, and we are here with the Hockey East quarterfinal preview, Providence versus UMass. My name is Cameron, and I'm here with my friend, Evan. Evan, how you doing, man? Doing well. I'm excited. Really looking forward to this, uh, this game. Um, I'm confident in the boys. I really think that we're going to make a real statement here. You know what I mean? We have to. It's just that time of the year. This is what we're playing for is the playoffs. So I'm looking forward to it. Hope we do well. Yeah, all the all the favorites won on Wednesday night um, in the opening round games. So UMass gets Providence. Um, do a little uh, season history between these two teams. They've played three times this year. UMass has won two of them. Providence won one. Uh, UMass's two wins were early in the season, back in November. UMass won one to nothing at Mullins and then five to one in Providence. And then uh, the game back in January, Providence won two to one at Mullins. So uh, I think pretty, pretty even matchup. Providence is ranked last time I checked. I think they were 20th. So uh, yeah, should be a high quality hockey game on Saturday for sure. Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Providence, no slouch. You know what I mean? They're, they're a legit team. Um, they're here for a reason. You know what I mean? That's that's going to be basically how we're going to be talking about these teams. I think from here on out, every team that we're going to be playing against deserves to be there. They're there for a reason. That's why it's playoff hockey. Um, right. But yeah, again, looking forward to it. I think Providence is going to be a pretty tough matchup, but I think we're going to edge them out at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I sure hope so. Uh, let's jump into the into Providence a little bit. So their record at this point in the season, that's the regular season plus their one playoff win versus Vermont. They're 22, 13 and two um, in conference. They're 12, 11 and one. And uh, one thing I noticed looking up and down, they are much, much better as a home team uh, at home at Schneider arena. They're 14, four and one and on the road, they're seven and eight. So that might be uh, advantage UMass for this one. Yeah, they're kind of reminding me of UNH in that respect. It seems like UNH, very similar to them, were just really dominant home team. Um, we could, like, I mean, I don't want to make this about UNH too much, but I mean, like, when we played them away, it was really tough. And I mean, that's pretty similar to most of the games that we've played historically against Providence. Like, Schneider's pretty tough to play in, but luckily we're not playing the match Schneider. It's going to be a Mullins event, so that'll be, I think, a little bit of a boost to us. And I think it'll be really good to play them not at Schneider you know what I mean like it's just one of those cases where they're not going to have their one of their big advantages yeah definitely nice UMass earned their their home their bye for one and their their home playoff game for the quarterfinal round so definitely nice to have that and then UMass coming in 19 12 and 2 uh they're 14 8 and 2 in conference and as you guys all know, coming off of a really tough weekend at BC where they lost both of them, got zero points, uh, really couldn't couldn't buy a goal when they wanted to. So uh, that definitely should be something to look out for in this game, see if that kind of streak continues. I think the boys just really have to kind of get that fire from beneath them. You know what I mean? Like it was a really tough weekend. I think the we obviously we looked pretty damn solid in the home game and we just couldn't scratch and claw a victory out of that. But I think if we kind of keep that momentum, because we were just piling pucks on net, like it was a case where we heavily outshot them. 
if we just continue to do that, especially against a really solid goalie in Jackson Stauber, um, I think we're going to put ourselves in a really solid position. And, you know, it's, again, like just dominating zone time, getting pucks on him. You know, obviously, if they're going to earn their victory by their goalie making 40 saves, so be it. You know what I mean? At, le- at least we put our best foot forward and just got pucks on that. I think that's going to be the game plan is just throwing darts at the board and see what sticks. I mean, Carvel's kind of said before, that's the type of team that we are. You know, we're not going to be one to just outscore you, you know, for nothing by getting 10 really high quality chances on net. It's just going to be tossing pucks on nets, being greasy, you know, doing doing the right thing around the net. And I think that's what's going to ultimately get us the victory this time is just yeah, you, throwing pucks there. Yeah, you mentioned Stauber. Let's jump into the goalies here. So Jackson Stauber, Providence's goalie has been has just a special season this year um, and his stats prove that he's got 2.07 goals allowed per game, uh, which is really impressive. And a 923 save percentage, which is top of the line. And uh, you can see that in his games against UMass this year, uh, two of them, he was very impressive. Uh, Obviously one of them in Providence, he uh, had to get yanked. So wasn't as impressive, but uh, definitely see a lot of, high-end potential in him and uh definitely not what a team like UMass who's kind of struggling to put pucks in the back of the net is interested in seeing this weekend yeah I mean it doesn't doesn't look great on paper but again I mean they were playing up against the under 18 national team and goalie got yanked I think somewhere I think it was either the first or second period like it was I think of off of 10 shots or 14 shots or something like that like pretty low amount of shots and he was just letting in goals left and right so Granted, these are some pretty talented kids that he's up against, but they're like and 17. no yeah, exactly. yeah. There's really nothing yeah. to play for at that point. It's an exhibition on their senior night, but it's like he—he's definitely—he's—he's he's human. You know what I mean? He's not some supernatural <laughs> being that we just—he's not—he's no Devin Levi. You know what I mean? That yeah. dude is superhuman. That guy is on a new level. But I think we can definitely, under the right circumstances, and if we game plan correctly, we'll be able to get some pucks past him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. There, senior night was a game against the U.S. under eighteen team. Pretty so interesting, interesting, especially at this point in the season. But yeah, and then uh, UMass's goalie, obviously you know him very well, Matt Murray. Uh, his numbers have gone down just a bit in the last uh, the last weekend. So his goals against average is two point three seven, and his save percentage is. 916, which is still phenomenal, obviously. Uh, and as we know, Murray has the potential to steal us a game whenever we need one. He always usually steps up for these big games. Yeah, no, I mean, a little bit of a tough outing, but I think that was, you know, a big team effort. And I mean, it's not solely on him. Um, right. And stats kind of reflect that, but he's still our number one. He always, or I wish it was always will be, but it won't always will be. But definitely for the rest of the season, he's going to be the, the number one guy. Um, I, I think that he, he does tend to step up in, in playoff situations. Um, so I think he probably is going to have a, I don't, I'm not sure of a different mindset, but definitely one of, you know, maturity, you know, he's a grad student now, like he's going to be one of those leading guys, I think to kind of step up and really make a difference. So I expect nothing less out of Matt Murray. He's been our guy for five years now. Um, you know, let's, let's hope it continues when it matters most, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, uh, on the opposite side, trying to score on Murray, uh, the leading scorer that we have for Providence is 
Brett Berard, he's got 18 goals and 20 assists for a total of 38 points. Uh, when you look up and down the Providence uh, numbers on the season, do you, do you see anything that might be an indication of how this game might go? I mean, just looking at, at their players alone, they, they take a lot of shots, mm-hmm. a ton of shots. Like, I think their, their shot total on the season, they have 12, 1,229 shots throughout the course of the whole season. And I think for reference, we only have 984, at least as of collegehockeynews.com. So I'm not sure how up to date their stuff is, but that's a good like 250 difference in shots, which is massive. And I mean, talking about the game plan that I think we're going to want to do, taking as many shots as humanly possible on this guy, I think Providence might be of a very similar mindset because that's been their theme throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then one thing that will add to good offense like that is – they are a very good face-off team. Their percentage is better than UMass on the year. So uh, I think – I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it, it did look like UMass struggled a bit with the face-offs over the weekend against BC. So uh, hopefully that won't be too much of a problem this weekend, but Providence is definitely no slouch when it comes to that aspect of the game. And then the leading scorer for UMass, obviously, like Evan said, we should just make a template and fill it in every time. It's Bobby Trevino. Uh, he finished the Hockey East um, and just his normal regular season with 17 goals, 26 assists, and 43 points. He won the scoring title for Hockey East, which was UMass's third time ever winning that award. So uh, props to Bobby on that one and just uh, a special season that we hope will continue right into the playoffs and beyond. Yeah, no, he's going to be our talisman going forward. Like he, That's what he's done all season. I mean, we keep kind of saying, really hoping that the rest of the team steps up and gives them a little bit of help. Um, but, yeah, I have absolutely no doubt that Trevino is going to be the guy. I think he's going to make some big plays because he has to. Like, that's just the type of team that we are. We're going to have our big-time players making big-time plays. Um, and that doesn't just go for Trevino. I mean, some of the defensemen as well, like, that's kind of how we've been trying to do a lot of our stuff is just being as proactive as possible in the blue line. We got to keep that up too. I'm not sure how Providence is going to game plan. They might have taken a page out of BC's book because I think they defended fairly well against us, but we'll see how it goes. Yep. And remember, Bobby is uh, no stranger to big playoff moments. He was integral in the 2018 2019 Frozen Four run. Uh, he's really had his fingerprints all over every meaningful postseason game for UMass and uh, since he's been a student here. So, uh, expect nothing different as the playoffs roll around this year. And then uh, speaking of awards, just wanted to shout out uh, Morrow and Ufko were selected to the all-rookie team for Hockey East, so that definitely deserves some some praise as well. Yeah, no, that's massive. I mean, they've been so important to the way that we play as of just this entire season. Um, they've really kind of surpassed at least my expectations. I didn't think that Morrow and Ufko were going to be like the second and third leading scorers respectively. Like I knew that they would definitely would have a role to play, but at least this early on, that's, that's unbelievable. I, I can't wait to see what happens next season with them. They're going to be yeah, unbelievable def- to watch. Yeah, definitely. Definitely gets you excited. Looking forward to the future of our uh, demon. You must just always have special, special demon seems the last five, six years at this point. A hundred percent. I mean, somebody's going to have to step up for Trevino when, I mean, who knows, maybe he takes an extra year, please take your extra graduate year. I beg you, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see what, what Trevino does. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be something to look forward to. 
don't count on that if you're listening. Oh, never. We never. maybe give you hope. No, <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, I really don't uh, want to give you guys false hope. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's our, our goal is in leading scores. Do you have anything else on what might be key to, to advancing in the Pac East tournament? I mean, just staying defensively responsible. I think that was a thing that really kind of just ruined us last weekend was just odd man rushes. Those were mm. huge. Um, taking penalties got to be more disciplined like that was the big difference in the first game and I think the second game was just being defensively responsible because BC was that type of team that would just snatch at any chance that you give them I'm not sure how lethal Providence is going to be on their power play and their um, just kind of overall execution on high scoring chance plays but we just we just need to not give them anything like I trust Murray with my life you know what I mean that dude yeah. can can do things like in the net. He's he's unbelievable, but we got to give him a fighting chance. And there were moments where we didn't give him a fighting chance and we paid for it. So mm-hmm. we just need to be really smart and responsible and we got to be able to execute. That's that's the key thing against any playoff team at this point because we're not going to be playing Vermont anymore. You know what I mean? We're right. not going to be able to run up to score 8-2. You know, we we just need to play the best possible hockey that we can because we're trying to play in Boston in March. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the key here. And yes, we just got to play like it. Yeah. I think coach Carvel said it great after the BC game. Uh, it takes UMass a lot of chances to score, which is okay. That's just like what they do. Uh, they need a lot of shots and, and create some of those chances around the net. We like to call them greasy goals. Um, just make as much chaos as you can and good things will come from that. That's UMass's style. Uh, when you face teams that are really, really good on the rush, like BC is, you you can't you have to do as much as you can to limit those uh, those odd man rushes because as as you guys have seen watching the games, those have been really killer lately. So uh, just focus on if you're a D man staying in your position, uh, if you're a winger knowing when to rotate around to cover that blue line, that kind of thing. Just uh, just have to cover every angle possible to make sure those odd man rushes don't happen. So I agree with you on that one. Um, one thing that I noticed is Providence draws a lot of penalties. Uh, and then on top of that, draw a lot of majors and misconducts. So uh, that tells me that they might be a team that really gets under your skin mm-hmm. if you're playing them. And this is UMass's fourth time this year playing them. So there might already be some, some bad blood or that kind of thing there. So uh, especially in a big playoff game like this, I have no concerns from UMass for getting undisciplined. I mean, they won the the award for fewest penalty minutes in Hockey East, so uh, definitely a disciplined team. But just watch out for um, Providence getting under their skin and hopefully doing everything you can to avoid retaliating in that in that aspect. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of an article that I was reading. I think Hockey East posted it maybe. Was your last week? I don't remember exactly, but it was talking about Bobby Trevino and kind of how he's evolved over the years. And he had a really good quote about being able to play with intensity and energy, but also kind of towing the line of being disciplined as well to not, because I mean, I think one of the major examples that they used was back in 2019 when we were playing in the, in the frozen four, we were in the finals and, or no, this happened in the semifinals. I think he took a bad shot or something like that. He took a run at somebody couldn't play the final, the final game. And we were yeah, all like, free Bobby, killer. free Bobby, and yeah. didn't happen. So, you know, it, it's going to be a case where we have to really play with energy and consistency, but we can't do things that are going to put us in bad positions by going to the box. Like, 
if that if that's what Providence has to do to win, that means that they're not good enough of a team five v five to get to get wins, and we have to exploit that. You know what yeah. I mean? We need to we need to just stay level headed. Just say, you know what? Fine, you're gonna try and get under our skin, whatever. But we're gonna win the game for nothing. You know, like we're gonna mm-hmm. let our play do the talking. We're not gonna trash talk. We're not gonna do anything stupid. So, I don't expect that out of this team. Got a bunch of high character kids in the program, but we just gotta do exactly what we do. You know, and that's win games. Absolutely. Uh, I am a bit nervous. It doesn't seem like uh, playing at the Mullen Center has been too much of a home ice advantage for UMass this year as it has been in years past, but uh, and that especially won't be the case without students there for spring break on Saturday. But um, fans that are there definitely need to bring the intensity, make it feel like a playoff game for sure, and help this team out. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I don't really see that being an issue. I feel like when we get fans in the building, they, they can get pretty rowdy. Obviously, the students help a ton, but I think there still should be enough diehard UMass fans in the area. I think we have a good enough team that's going to have a good amount of support. So mm-hmm. I don't see it being an issue. If you, you know, if you have nothing to do on that Saturday night, come on down to Mullins, see a really good hockey game, see a, see a win, hopefully, um, mm-hmm. and just get loud. You know what I mean? Cheer on the boys. Even, so if you do have, even if you do have something to do, this is more important. I mean, if you look at the past, it is very rare for UMass to be in this situation where they – clinch a bye and clinch home ice in the quarterfinals like this is like we're we're very privileged as UMass fans the last couple of years like I know me and you uh, haven't been in it for very long this is kind of what we're used to but like this Mm -hmm. is still still big time for UMass and we need to show up uh, and make them know that we uh, appreciate all their hard work in getting there this year so I thought we'd kind of give a little bit of a preview for the other four games that are happening this weekend just kind of run through them so uh BC will be visiting Northeastern at Matthews Arena, which should be an interesting game for sure. BC's on a little bit of a hot streak. Um, then BU will play UConn at the XL Center, which another pretty evenly matched game should be interesting. And then Merrimack will uh, go to Lowell, which is a cool little regional matchup. Um, so, yeah, some three high-quality games. Interested to see how those pan out also. Yeah, no, they all look like really good games on paper. I mean, that's what the hockey's playoffs are going to do. We have a pretty deep conference. You know, I think at one point we had five or six different teams ranked at one point. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of talent spread throughout the teams in this conference. So I'm definitely expecting those games to be really good. I'm curious to see who wins because I want to see who our next opponent is because I'm really confident we're going to get this <laughs> We're going to get this dub. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's not it's not like the national tournament where we could just tell you who UMass would be playing with a win. Yeah. Um, for the the final four of the Hockey East, they're going to be reseeded after uh, these four games are completed. So really no way to know who UMass is going to get um, if they do win. If all the favorites went out, so if all the higher seeds went out in the quarterfinals, then UMass would get UMass Lowell. Uh, in the semifinals for hockey East, but uh, this is cra- this conference is crazy. Anything can really happen. So definitely don't count on that being the outcome, but yeah. Um, any one of those games catches you, catch your eye the most going to be keeping the most interest on. I mean, I think simply just because BC is on such a hot streak, I think BC and Northeastern like BC has been able to score in bunches lately. And mm. 
Devin Levi is an absolute brick wall. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like when an unmovable, what is it, a, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object or whatever. Like, that's kind of the vibes that I'm getting from that game. Yeah. Um, really, I mean, I'm wondering if it's at the exact same time as our game because I'll probably have it up on the TV or something like that. I'll definitely watch it. Um, yeah. I think Northeastern, they're a solid team. You know what I mean? As much as I hate to see them win the regular season championship, like, they, they're a really good team. You know what I mean? Like, their goaltending is insane you know, compared to basically everybody else's, like, kind of reminds me of Spencer Knight when he was on BC. That was, I think it was two years ago at that point. Like, he was dirt nasty, you know what I mean? It's going to be very similar vibes, but I think that's probably the the game that really interests me the most because BC could upset, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they are on, like, the major upset watch right now, and I think everybody's kind of looking at them because at this point, really don't have a whole lot you know like they're they're going to be the underdogs basically no matter whoever they come up you know assuming they win against northeastern they're yeah. going to be the underdogs no matter what so it's going to be like screw it let's just see what happens you know that's kind of their their mentality right now so i think the underdog mentality is really interesting to see but yeah i know that was a really long ramble but that's that's definitely uh the game that i got my eye on so far cool yeah so that's our our out of town scoreboard um we will recap those other three games in our game recap for this one. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Wanted to ask you one more thing before we sign off here. Um, what do you think of UMass's uh, future this season if uh, this game doesn't go the way we, we hope it does? Do you, do you think there's a chance they don't make the national tournament? There's, there's a chance, I think. Um... I don't think it's a guarantee by any sort of stretch of the imagination, but I think there's definitely a possibility. Um, I think it heavily depends on how other games kind of shake out, you know, like obviously other teams conferences, you know, like their conference championships, they get like automatic bids or whatever. So it totally depends on that. You know what I mean? I feel like it's still way too early to tell, but yeah, it's, it's certainly a possibility. Like that's kind of like the lingering thought in the back of my head that kind of is like slowly seeping down into my gut. Like it's just kind of forming yeah. a knot there. Like it definitely isn't a good feeling, but I think at the same vein, the players are feeling that too. And mm-hmm. I think that fires them up way more because yeah. there are other teams in this, in this playoff format right now that don't have those types of feelings where it's like the only possible way they can make the national tournament is if they win the whole thing. And that's kind of a lofty goal in itself, but it's like, so they are kind of just like, yeah, you know, like we're just going to keep taking it game by game. But I feel like our players, there's still this like little lingering thing where it's like, even if we don't take it game by game, there's still the possibility, like we can still get to the natty. And I'm not saying that's a detriment, but it's just kind of, there's a difference in mentality there, which I think is interesting. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not totally worried about it. I still think we have a very solid shot at making the tournament because realistically like i mean i don't think every conference is as privileged as hockey east to have all this sorts of parity like yeah. i feel like there's a lot of conferences like basically aic is almost 100 percent winning their conference championship like i think that's just a given like that's just the type of conference that they're in um like quinnipiac them, as well yeah exactly quinnipiac they're they're basically so i mean it, it, we have to root against those upsets in those exactly. conferences. Yeah. Um, we want the the team that's supposed to be there to get that um, automatic bid. And I mean, right off the bat, I feel like both of those teams are in pretty solid shape to do that. So, I mean, mm. I feel like unless we get like two or three upsets in other conferences, which I guess is possible, but probably not insanely likely, 
I think we're looking pretty decent on the national tournament front, but again, we'll see how it shakes out, but it's definitely something that's lingering in the back of my mind. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Right. Yeah. That would be a, an agonizing wait until next Sunday for selection Sunday, but yeah. Don't want to think about that. that. Yeah. Let's, (laughs) let's think about Saturday night, UMass getting a dub over Providence. I think, I think it's definitely achievable. Um, And yeah, would be awesome to, to clinch another spot in the garden. Yeah. For, for the playoffs missed out on that last year uh it was cool that we won the whole thing at mullins but want to do it in the garden and uh assert our dominance in boston yeah 100 percent. i mean we're too good of a team to not you know what i mean like to, to worry about that type of stuff i feel like we we have to at least make the national tournament like yep. we're just we're just that type of team right now so we'll see how it shakes out though agreed but yeah as it comes with playoff time we uh this could be our last game preview we could have six more after this depending on how how far it goes so uh just uh root hard for a bunch of more episodes for much us and a bunch more games for umass other than that any anything else you got to get off your chest before this one no i don't think so i think we've touched upon basically everything awesome all right well yeah excited nervous everything but uh should be a really good game on saturday for sure All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll see a lot of you there at Mullins on Saturday and go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody.